Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 7 And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was eighty years old, and Aaron eighty-three years old, when they spoke to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, Prove yourself by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refused to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is going out to the water. Stand on the bank of the Nile to meet him, and take in your hand the staff that turned into a serpent. And you shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed, thus says the Lord. By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, with the staff that is in my hand I will strike the water that is in the Nile, and it shall turn into blood. The fish in the Nile shall die, and the Nile will stink. The Egyptians will grow weary of drinking water from the Nile. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, their canals, and their ponds, and all their pools of water, so that they may become blood, and there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. In the sights of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, he lifted up the staff and struck the water in the Nile, and all the water in the Nile turned into blood. And the fish in the Nile died, and the Nile stank, so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take even this to heart. And all the Egyptians dug along the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink the water of the Nile. Seven full days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. Exodus chapter 8 Then the Lord said to Moses, 
Go in to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will plague all your country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs that shall come up into your house, and into your bedroom, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants and your people, and into your ovens and your kneading bowls. The frogs shall come up on you, and on your people, and on all your servants. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals, and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same by their secret arts and made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Plead with the Lord to take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, Be pleased to command me when I am to plead for you and your servants and for your people, that the frogs be cut off from you and your houses and be left only in the Nile. And he said, Tomorrow, Moses said, be it as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frog shall go away from you and your houses and your servants and your people. They shall be left only in the Nile. So Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord about the frogs, and he had agreed with Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. The frogs died out in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields, and they gathered them together in heaps in the land stink. But when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. And they did so. Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth, and there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats in all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried their secret arts to produce gnats, but they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself to Pharaoh as he goes out to water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me, or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses, and the house of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall happen, and the Lord did so, there came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the land was ruined by the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It would not be right to do so, for the offering we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God 
are an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice offerings abominable to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far away. Plead for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked, and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and did not let the people go. The following is the English translation of Pastor Mong Wu's teaching on the book of Exodus, chapter 7 to 8, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So today we will read Exodus chapter 7 and 8 so we can see God is on the move. And also in this period, Moses and Aaron, their faith is also growing up. And they will see that whatever God says, and if they do accordingly, then they can see God's work on the move. So their families, when we are reading chapter 7 and 8, please don't just presumptuously think that, oh yeah, I know that it's about the 10 plagues. Yeah, God is punishing Egypt. Yeah, I know this is some story that everyone knows. No, but instead, when you're reading these 10 plagues, you have to see that God is the God who cannot be mocked. He's the God that we shall fear. And He's the God. He's a jealous God. And also, we can see that every single plague that comes to Egypt is actually a judgment towards the idol. And the Israelites, they might also unintentionally accept some of those idols as well. And we will also see Pharaoh's response. And when the Lord is hardening the heart of Pharaoh, we should also remind ourselves that, Lord, may my heart never be hardened. May you not let me just harden my heart. May you save me and guide me back to this path. So, And also may you help me to have my heart to be tender. Maybe you will do it through the circumstances, even though some of them might be like the templates. But I believe all those things, you are trying to save me. You are trying to redeem me. Because God doesn't just randomly bring plagues to the earth. His purpose is that he wants everyone's heart to turn back to him. So, you know, especially in the end time, there will be many, many plagues. So the key is that we have to keep our heart to tender in front of the Lord and to know God's heart, to know that he is trying to call back his sons and daughters to return. So now let's first read chapter 7, verse 1. And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You know, in the previous chapter, Moses said, no, I can't do that. I really can't do that. So God sympathized with Moses. So he said, okay, I will let Aaron to speak for you. But now I will give you an even higher challenges, especially when you feel that you can't do it. Instead, now I will make you like me. Then you will see that, oh, how come when I feel that I am for so weak, then God is actually asking me for more. When I say that I can't, 
But God actually put me into a high position that is not achievable by my own ability. I just I already told you, God, I can't. But how come you still keep promoting me? But this is actually God's move. It's not you. Maybe you say that I can't speak, I can't do it. Then God says, "Okay, today I will make you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet." So you can see this is God. A very mysterious way, very different from how people will react. For people, if someone said no, I can't, then I'll say no. Oh, if you can, then just don't do it. Or if maybe someone said, oh, I can't, then I'll say okay, then let you do it. But God is the complete opposite. The more you say I can't do it, then God will actually promote you even more. So now I have made you like God, and you shall speak all that I command you. And your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. So here, God is not only trying to fulfill, accomplish Moses, but God is also doing the same thing for Aaron. He wants Moses to stand firm more and more for God's name, and he wants Aaron to more and more to believe that through his obedience, through obeying the word that God speaks through his younger brother Moses, so they both has their lessons to learn. So Moses, even though he thought that he can do nothing. That God reminded him that I have made you like me, so that he has led Moses to be able to stand in front of Pharaoh, so that he can be treated like God in front of Pharaoh. This kind of honor, this is the way how God treated us. So maybe even though we say we feel that we can't do it, I can't do that, but God instead He says I will instead honor you. So next in verse three, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my hosts, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. So eventually, this words is fulfilled on the Passover night. However, in verse four, God already says that the ones who leave Egypt is not just my people, the children of Israel, but it is my host, it is my army. So these groups of slave, these all these complaining slaves, these fearful slaves in Egypt, God says, "This is my host, this is my army." So today, when the leaders he gets to know God's heart and God's will more and more clearly, then God will start to unfold and reveal to the. Leader, that his promise, his calling, and destiny to his people. So today, when you are being called by the Lord, when you step into your destiny, God will reveal it to you. Let you understand. Know these people. Every single one you meet, maybe this brother, this sister, they might face many difficulties or problem. But today, God bring them to you. As long as you are willing to submit to the Lord, that whatever God says, I will say. The same thing. If I'm willing to submit to humble down, God promotes me even more, and at the same time, He will also open up my eyes to see that oh yeah, this person is actually the bridal warrior. This person, he's the people of the Lord. This person, he's the one who God called as a commander. Maybe we can't see it in the natural realm. Maybe we might feel like oh, I mean, she's just a single mom. I mean, yeah, he's just a kid. Oh, I mean, he's just a desperate person. But God says no. He is my commander. He is my host. He is my army. We will gradually 
know more and more his heart for each person. As long as we are willing to respond to his words, then we really will have this perspective. Remember, the way that God sees us is a very different perspective from ours. Maybe we might feel that we are just leading a group of weak and helpless slaves, old, weak women, children. But no, God says, "This is my host. This is my army. This is my commander." So may God change our perspective. So of course, later on, Pharaoh he's not gonna listen. And then in verse six. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was eighty years old, and Aaron eighty-three years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. And then, so they work a miracle. So, what is the miracle that they work? They first turn the staff into a snake, and this is actually a manifestation of true authority. So, this is the first miracle that God worked in front of Pharaoh through Moses and Aaron is to let. Pharaoh know that who has the authority, who has the authority, because in Egypt, snakes, the serpents, actually represents authority, and there's actually a serpent on top of their crown, and that represents power and authority. So when Moses and Aaron, when their staff turned into a serpent, and Aaron's staff swallow up the staffs of the sorcerers, that means their authority is greater than the authority of the sorcerers. However, in verse thirteen, still Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them as the Lord had said. So today, if we are sharing gospel to people, or maybe leading others, working at church on the earth, you know, sometimes some people will resist our work. Sometimes we'll have this animosity or even resisting. At this time, we really need to pray to the Lord, so that Lord may have mercy on us and also have mercy on the people who are against us. You know, their families. Please listen. Carefully to this message is that you know the most serious judgment that God can give is not the ten plagues. You might feel that oh the ten plagues are so scary, so severe. God hit the land so hard, but actually no. You know there is actually one plague that you can't see it directly, but it's actually the most serious judgment is when God allows someone's heart to be hardened. You know the ten plagues are not scary because through those plagues, the pe the heart of the people will be tenderized and they will return to the Lord. However, if someone's heart is hardened, they are not afraid of the ten plagues. Their heart just keep getting hardened and hardened. It, this is actually the most scary judgment that God can have on us. So may the Lord have mercy on us today. We can pray that if your parents haven't. Uh, is not a believer yet. Maybe your children are not a believer. Maybe they reject the gospel multiple times. Maybe they don't want the Lord. Then we really have to pressing on for them to urgently pray for the Lord and even do it with fasting. You have to treat this as the most scary thing, and don't just feel that all、oh, the politics are scary. The economics are very volatile. The earthquake is scary. The fire, wildfire, the sickness. No. Actually, the most scary thing is when our heart get hardened. So we have to pray for this. Lord, may have mercy on me. Have mercy on my parents. Have mercy on my children. Let their heart be tenderized. Let them turn to you. This has to be your top priority of your prayer list. Is that Lord, may you have mercy on us so that we can return back to you. So indeed, later on the ten plagues started. Actually, these ten plagues are all. 
directing targeting the idols and the first plague is that the water in the Nile turned into blood and this is actually related to the practice at that time that Pharaoh will go to the Nile and worship the idol god of Nile so that's why God first have his judgment on this idol god of life and so the first plague is directing to the idol god of life because they are worshiping the idol god of Nile but you know the magicians of Egypt they can do the same thing they also turn the water into blood so you know I don't really know this is the principles of life that when you turn the life, the water that you're relying on into blood, then you cannot drink. But the people, they still have their own method and also God still give them a chance so that they can drink the water through the filtering of the sands by the river. They can still find water by digging along the Nile. And after seven full days, God still gives them opportunity. So even though the plagues is being more and more severe and God's hands is being more and more severe one times after another, but you can also see that the heart of the Pharaoh is being hardened and hardened more than the previous time. So what is the more severe plague? Is the plague of the water turning into blood more scary? Or is the plague that people's heart keep hardening is more scary? So next in chapter 8, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. So God proclaimed to Pharaoh through Moses for seven times, Let my people serve me. He says it in chapter 5, 7, 8, 9, 10. Each chapter is just keeps saying the same thing. For seven times, God speak to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh just never agree with that. So today we have to believe one thing. When we are stepping into the path that God has prepared for us, as we are stepping into our destiny, the king of the world, he will definitely grab us very, very firmly. He will not let go. Satan, the evil one, he will not let go because he is the enemy of the Lord. He will try to devour us. So we have to keep praying, Lord, may you save me. May you save me so that I can keep walking on this path of life. We have to keep praying for this. Today, when we are busy with our job, when we are busy with the need of the life, then we are allowing the Pharaoh to keep having his hand firmly on us. He will try to let you have no time to worship, no time to pray, no time to read the Bible, no time to seek the Lord, no time to wait upon him, no time to visit your brothers and sisters, no time to come in front of the Lord, no time to pray for the salvation of the of the land, of the spirit, of the soul. He will just try to get rid of all your time. You will occupy all those things he will attract you with the best thing or even more good stuff so that even until eventually you lose your destiny you know satan the evil one he will not give up on us so we have to keep urgently praying we pray for the people who hasn't been saved we have can never give up we have to keep praying and then next the second plague the plague of fraud it's also targeting another idol so here, frog is actually representing the fertility, the fecundity, the ability to have abundance. So God, he is trying to attack this idol. It's like he's attacking the God of wealth as well, you know, because everyone's heart is being bonded by this need for fertility, the need for money. So God is attacking this idol. So today, when this idol God is being attacked by the Lord, now the frogs, they came up to everywhere. 
And then in verse eight, then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, "Pled with the Lord to take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord." So you know, it looks like Pharaoh's his heart seems to be tenderized. But next, let's see what Moses said. Be pleased to come at me when I'm to plead for you and for your servants and for your people that the frogs be cut off from you and your house, and to be left only in the Nile. When do you want to do it? Okay, tomorrow. All right, then be as you said, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. So indeed, you know, he cried to the Lord about the frogs, and all the frogs died, and the land stink. But you know. God knows that the heart of the Pharaoh will be hardened, and God also knows that it's just a fake show of compliance. But God, He also give Pharaoh another chance because God also have this desire. He wants not just the Israelites be saved. God also wants the Egyptians be saved. God also wants the Pharaoh to be saved. This is the heart of the Lord. So please don't feel that God seems to be targeting the Egyptians. Oh, God must hate Egyptians to death. Try to kill them. No. Today, all these ten plagues they will also come to everywhere. But the purpose of the plagues again is that God wants the heart of the people to return to Him. So why did God keep speaking to Pharaoh over and over again through Moses and Aaron? Because God also wants Pharaoh to be saved. God wants the Egyptians to fear the Lord. And here at this moment, Moses he has. Unconditionally accept whatever God says. He fully believes whatever God told him. He will say the same thing. Then you know, as long as the heart of Moses, when he responds to the Lord, when he believes, and at the time when God promoted him, then the faith of Moses will be expanded at the time. So today we can see. Obedience is the best way for us to break through all the difficulties, to break off from our shame, to break through from all the oppression, breakthrough from the light of the slave. Is obedience is the fastest path for all these breakthroughs. So today we have to obey, submit to the Lord, and so that we can pray urgently in front of the Lord, just like what you did, like when we pray in front of Him for the salvation of my family. All the hardened heart, may Lord, may you completely remove all of them.、Uh, also, promote me, teach me to how to serve you, and teach me how to fully believe the authority of your word, and that will be higher than my own weaknesses or my own fear. And next in verse fifteen, but when Pharaoh saw that there was a respite, his hardened his heart and would not listen to him, as the Lord had said. So you see, he hardened his heart again. And in Hebrew, it actually means his heart becomes heavier and heavier. So today, when our heart become more and more tenderized, actually your heart comes more alive in front of the Lord. God knows each one of us what we are thinking. Today, many Christians are also like Pharaoh. When we indeed take away the plagues, take away the difficulties, take away the sicknesses or the pain. You know, many Christians they come to the prayer meeting because they have some difficulties. Otherwise, many Christians they never bother to come to the prayer meeting. Only until when they are about to divorce, when they have this illness, when they are being laid off, or their kids don't listen to them, or like huge suffering. Okay, now I will come to the prayer meeting. Okay, now my problem solved, and I will leave, go back to my own life. You know, so you know nowadays what are the people in 
the prayer meeting, only the people with the suffering who are the ones at church, the one with weaknesses, and the prayer meeting at church is for the people in need. So today I don't have the need, so I don't need to go. You know, this is the mindset of Pharaoh. You know, this kind of hardened heart is actually more severe than any 10 plagues that you can imagine. So to indeed, next in verse 16, then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats in all the land of Egypt. So here God turns something that doesn't have life into something that has life. You know, so God is keep doing the things. And then in verse 20, God uses flies. I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants and your people and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people dwell, so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Thus, I will put a division between my people and your people. So you see, since starting from the fourth plague, the fifth plague, the sixth plague, God is putting a division. He's setting apart the people who believes in him and the people who rejects him. It becomes more and more clear that God is now doing this consecration, setting apart process. And then in verse 25, now Pharaoh is done with it. There are too many flies that he he's done with it now so okay go 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 you can go sacrifice to your god within the land remember within the land don't leave the land okay don't go for a three days journey why don't you just go sacrifice to your god at this very place so you see the satan the evil one he will compromise god but god never compromise satan the evil one he will compromise but please listen again god will never compromise so you know Okay, yeah, you can go to the church, but don't be too devoted. You know, you can give offering, but don't offer too much. You can follow what God says, but you don't need to follow it completely. Okay, yeah, you can believe in Jesus, but you don't need to be like fully believing in, you know. This is the way of Pharaoh. Pharaoh, he will always do this using a way of compromise or try to make a trade-off to let the Israelites, okay, yeah, you can go sacrifice to the Lord your God here, but don't go to the wilderness. Don't separate from us. Don't separate from Egypt. This is the tricks of Satan, the evil one. And even now, today, we can also ask ourselves, do we also sometimes feel like this? Mm, it seems like the world is also offering us an alternative that we can love the Lord, but we can also love the world, you know? You know, when I love the world more, I will have more money, and I'll have more money to offer to you, to tithe, right? So Lord Jesus, may you just give me more abundance so that I can tithe to you more, give me more fame, give me more worldly pleasure so that I can make this glorious testimony to you. I can be the Christians that everyone will admire, you know? So do you think that a Christian faith is to let other people admire us admire our good life no but instead the purpose of the faith of the christian faith is that we can leave egypt we can have our exodus not having us to live well in egypt so today nowadays we oftentimes we like to make this kind of testimony that oh i live so nice on earth so that i my testimony is powerful but actually god says no to that god's 
doesn't want us to live a miserable life, but instead God wants us to live a life that is consecrated, separate from this world, to be consecrated, to be fully dedicate, dedicated to Him. Our abundance, our happiness, our ability, our favor does not come from the world, but all come from the Lord. So today, God wants us to live a life that is completely separated from the world, and this is the meaning of testifying for the gospel. But today, the work of the Satan, the evil one, is that, oh yeah, you can just stay in the world. You know, in the world, you can also worship God, but God never compromised. The Satan will compromise. But Mo And Moses say no, because... Egypt for the Egyptians, the cows and the lambs, they are actually their idol god. So today when the Israelites they sacrifice to the Lord, they use lamb and they use cows, cattle for sacrifice, then there will be a huge conflict between them. No, uh, you know, you guys will try to stone us to death. So we cannot compromise with this. We must go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he tells us. So Pharaoh said, Okay, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far away. So plead for me. So Moses now, he can see through the scheme of Pharaoh. So in verse 29, then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I will plead with the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people tomorrow. Only let not Pharaoh cheat again by not letting the people go to sacrifice the Lord. So remember, previously when the frogs, they go away, your heart is still hardened. You didn't let us go. You asked us to even ask us to stay in the same place. But no, that's not gonna do it. You cannot cheat again today. So today, we as leaders, is it possible for us to say those words? When people are complaining, when they bring their knees in front of the Lord, are we able to speak truth and love? Saying that, okay, I can pray for you today, but your heart, you can no longer cheat the Lord. You have to truly fear the Lord without cheating. Is it possible for us to speak truth in love, to let people know that, yes, the problem we have today, God can solve it. But the key is that whether or not we have this fear of the Lord, we truly worship God and really live in front of God. Today, many people, they bring so many different kinds of needs in front of the Lord because there are many circumstances. And you know, nowadays, people's hearts are very hardened. So if they don't face some difficulties, they will not come to the Lord. So again, the plagues is not the purpose. God, what God wants is to for us to return our heart back to Him. But today, we also need to have the same wisdom as Moses, saying that, yes, I can pray for you. I can pray that the plague will leave, the difficulties will go away, but you can no longer cheat the Lord again. You know, these words can really test the heart of people. So then next in verse 32, but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. So, you know, people really are kind of weak. When we have the difficulties, we come to ask the Lord. But when it's solved, we leave the Lord. And God just keep giving us these opportunities. And in the book of Exodus, there are 10 plagues. So God gave Pharaoh 10 opportunities. But you know, nowadays, many brothers and sisters or many fake Christians, the Christians that didn't truly, truly born again, they might have cheated to the Lord more than 10 times. So today, are there any servant of the Lord? Are there any leaders who can speak truth to them? So today, may the Lord bless us. Through the Exodus chapter 7 and 8, we can truly understand why God's punishment is getting harder and harder. Remember, the plague is not a purpose, but instead, our hardened heart is the greatest difficulties. And we have to urgently pray to the Lord for 
people's heart to be tenderized. And the purpose of all the plagues is to have our heart to return back to the Lord. So may Lord bless us so that we can step by step bring people in front of the Lord. And our heart also have to be very clear that we know that God's words can never be compromised. Today, many Christians actually compromise. Okay, yeah, now I come to church, but I have to worship my ancestor. You know, I already believe in you. I went to church. So you have all, you should also respect my own faith, you know? Okay, now I agree with you. I'm baptized. I can get married to you. Okay, now I'm coming to small group, but please don't force me to read the Bible. You know, nowadays people in the world, they use this kind of negotiating. Okay, I take a step back. So you should do the same thing so that we won't have conflicts. But no, from the insistence of Moses, this is actually the path of utmost wisdom that God can give to each one of us is that God will never compromise. You know, sometimes when we have any tiny compromise in our faith, our marriage, our relationship, your children upbringing, your own health are all being gradually occupied and eroded by the Satan, the evil one. Because Satan will never let go of you. He will want you to stay at the same place. Worship God here. You can just worship God in Egypt. But Moses said, no. And then they said, no, yeah, you can go to the wilderness, but don't go for too far, you know. But again, Moses said, no. These are all the words from the Lord. So, you know, it's impossible for us to compromise with the world. There is no so-called, quote, called balance in our faith. In a true faith, Christian faith, there is no so-called balance. Any balance is a compromise. The true faith of God is an absolute surrender. Only when we absolutely obey God, then we can receive the full release, the full freedom, the full joy that God can have prepared for us. Any faith that is in compromise, it will only bring you into a deeper difficulties, a deeper conundrum between two conflicting parties. You will feel like, oh God, I have already taken a step back. Why is my family, my marriage, my children, their state, is their soul still as bad? Why am I still not satisfied? It's because you are now in the trap of Satan, the faith of compromise. So today, may the Lord bless us and give us another opportunity to repent. Today, you can repent to the Lord. Lord, may you completely remove any compromise from my faith. Lord, you never compromise. Give me the same determination in my life so that I can speak to my spouse in courage and speak to my children in courage and stand firm for your path. You will open the way for me as I respond to you. You will elevate me just like Moses and Aaron because when I surrender to you, you will help me to have authority in front of my family, in front of my boss, in front of my spouse, in front of my children, in front of my parents. Lord, may you make the way for me. Let us all stand firm for the Lord courageously. Amen.